Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we aim to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. My name is George Mays, and with me, as always, is Jay Jones. What up? What up, Giorgio? Well, it's free for all Friday, and we've got a lot of stuff oh, lined yeah. up. Oh, yeah. But we've got so much stuff lined up. I think the first thing that we should talk about, George, even though. What are we going to. This one is going to be like Jay and George do the news. <laughs> is that what this one is? Uh, well, There's so many things to talk about, man. There are. Did something happen this week? Well, I feel like uh, <laughs> something tried to happen. <laughs> Still going on as of right now. I mean, this uh, yep. this free for all Friday. Who knows what'll happen tonight? But this yeah. is Thursday. We're recording this on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Still not in. Still not done. I uh, I, sent, I sent you that meme. Did you see that meme? It's Groundhog Groundhog Day meme with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. It says, "Well, it's election day again." Again. <laughs> Golly, man. So yeah, it's the longest election day ever i i remember growing up you woke up yeah the next day and you knew who had won it's just uh it's crazy to me that uh we're one of the most well are we the most advanced technologically advanced i mean we've got silicon valley we've got apple we got right. microsoft we got we, we're like but we can't we can't get our votes squared away yeah how's that a real thing and there's fishy stuff going on and unrest and it's there is always fishy stuff going on. It's wild. Yeah, I posted this the other day, Psalm one forty six three through five. Yeah, it's good. I mean, no matter. It looks like Biden's going to win. Mm-hmm. There's a narrow pathway for for Trump, um, but whoever wins, you know, it doesn't change who we are and what we're about. Right. So Psalm one forty six three through five says, "Put not your trust in princes." And a son of man in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. And that's that's us, man. Yeah. You know, yesterday we went to lunch with uh, a guy, and we had a good co- gospel conversation. Mm-hmm. We we just you know, I, and that just reminded me that's what we're about. <clears throat> it didn't matter who who wins. Now they do. There are big, I think, consequences to come, as I'm sure we'll talk about in this episode. That's why we ought to be, um, you know, engaged in in voting. As you remember, last Friday we didn't pull any punches. We just straight up said one party is the Roman Romans one party. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to that again today at one point. I've got a little something yeah. to bring up for you. But you know, even if things turn bad, if here's their plans, okay, and even if they had all their plans. Uh, I'm not worried. But here's their plans, the Democrats' plans. And I think it's foiled, but here's what they wanted. They wanted to win the presidency. They still may. Flip the Senate, so they have the Senate, right? And they would then control Congress. Uh, they were going to pack the court. That would then fundamentally change the 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 uh, balances of power, right? There would be checks and balances no more. Right. They packed the court. They changed that into a political branch. That would that would change everything in this country. They also planned to make Puerto Rico state and to make uh, the District of Columbia state, and you know, thus gaining the amount of uh, seats needed in the Senate and in the Electoral College to have one party rule forever. Fort member Sandlot for. <laughs> right. Ev-bor. 
that would be a Democrat rule forever. We'd have one party rule. That was their plans. And they, this isn't like conspiracy theory stuff, George. This is what they were talking about. Right. Go look it up. Yep. Anyone can find it. We live in the information age. They were talking about it openly. Um, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, it, it seems like who wins this election? The founding fathers win. <laughs> because uh, if the Senate holds still, I mean, the, there's going to be nothing. It's going to be gridlock for the next four years. And that's just how they intended it. That is just how the founding fathers intended it. So hopefully uh, that's what happens. But even if it didn't happen, what I'm saying, if something strange happens, they get them all and they start ramrodding this stuff through. Uh, all that's going to happen for us and the church, we have the same mission. We're the same people. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a time where they start coming after our rights. That is no question. There they have, they've already, they're already outspoken about it, what they want to do with the Equality Act strip us of our religious rights. Um, it doesn't matter, man. Don't make us take don't make us go underground. That's what I'll say. You know? Don't make the church go underground because then we're gonna because th- then we'll spread like wildfire. That's right. So do you, it's just a matter of time. It'll be your undoing. Yeah. Go for it and watch what happens. Yeah. Yeah. If there's anything that history has shown is that when the church is persecuted it just it just explodes mm-hmm. all, every time. And and yet the governments of the world they still try to suppress. Yeah, that it's interesting. the The way that God has designed the gospel to spread is that it spreads really well under persecution, right? And it it really starts to kind of fizzle out when there's prosperity. Yeah, that's true. All right, before we get into everything. All right, we have a hodgepodge. We got of we got a bunch of stuff. It's but all they're over all, the place. They're all they're all relevant. Yeah, they're, but, all, they're all good. But before we get into anything else, mm. we do have to note the day. Yeah, yeah. Now you're listening to this on Friday, mm-hmm. but we're recording this on Thursday. Yeah. And Jay, I just want to, I just want to, to give you this. Wait, wait. Can I tease it? Sure. All right. I got to bring up the. What little are you pithy. doing over here? Well, I think I know where you're going. Okay. Um, are you going with... Um, are you playing a clip? No, no. Are you going with what I think you're going with? There's a movie <laughs> made about this. Yes. Okay, okay. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. That's right. Who am I? Remember, remember the 5th of November. That was in uh, the movie, the movie, which has nothing to do with real life. Right. <laughs> v for Vendetta. Yeah. About Guy Fox. Guy Fox and the failed gunpowder plot of 1605. That's right. So, so the movie presents him as like this vigilante. Who's, v, well, who's, v, right. V for Vendetta is set in the future. It actually is, I believe it's set in 2020. Is it really? I think it is. I, I could be wrong. You know, yeah. the, you know, the, Fact check me on that one, okay. but uh, I think it's I think it's set <laughs> real close to where we are. Right, it's set in kind of a dystopian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of a Big Brother. Yeah, type. he's he's fighting a a Big Brother type, uh, super centralized government, right? And so he he uh, tries to blow up and do other terrorist acts, but he's really he's a patriot. Right, he's fighting for the man, for right. the for the regular man. But that's not who Guy Fox was in real life. Yeah. So there's this. So it's the gunpowder plot 
conspiracy, uh, conspiracy. There was a group of Roman Catholics. They were mad at King James the first for refusing to grant greater religious tolerance to Roman Catholics. Well, well, what happened though? Because England flipped, right? Right. They're controlled by Rome. Mm-hmm. The Pope had total control, right? And England, uh, they. They became the Church of England, and they right. said, no, 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 not the Pope. It's the King of England. Yeah. And so it was kind of like the, the birthing of Protestantism mm-hmm. in England. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so James was Protestant. Um, Parliament was Protestant. Yes. And so this group of radical Catholics, they planned to blow up Parliament. Yeah, we would call them uh, religious terrorists yeah. today. Right. That's yeah. what he was. Guy Fox was a terrorist, right? Who tried to blow up uh, a bunch of Protestants. Yeah. Um, so they had. It, I mean, it's called the Gunpowder Plot. They mm-hmm. had barrels of gunpowder in a tunnel, yeah, <laughs> underneath Parliament, That's and they right. were going to blow up Parliament. Yeah. Uh, but what happened is that um, they, the conspirators, were um, they were betrayed. Yeah. And. The, the plot fell apart. So Guy Fox, he was actually arrested the night before they they planned to blow up Parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, and they discovered the other the other conspirators. Yeah, they did. Guy Fox is the he's the one that you remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was tried and he was convicted <clears throat> and he was executed. And so every he was a uh, he was like a religious uh, warrior. He went yeah. and fought in Spain. Yeah. Uh, against the Protestants in Spain, and and there he learned uh, military strategy and acquired for himself apparently some pretty uh, well-known fighting skills. Okay. Came back to England, and you know there you couldn't go open against the Protestants there, so he took on more of a terrorist type role. Right. Yeah. So uh, November fifth has been a National Day of Thanksgiving. Yeah, what's uh, in, interesting in England? What's interesting about it is they used to burn effigies of Guy Fox, right? And now it's flipped, yeah, it has. because of the movie and how stupid people are, right? <laughs> um, because they, because they, because they're brainwashed by yeah. Hollywood and the media. Like people are so easily brainwashed, right? So now it's flipped. That's, uh-huh. They wear Guy Fox masks. Yeah, and now they now they burn politicians. That's in right. Effigy. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. It was originally a day of Thanksgiving because God in his providence stopped this this right. cons- this conspiracy. They celebrate ce- celebrated the failure of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This would have been this would have been the end of the English government. Yeah, that, as as <laughs> Yeah, I read one thing it said known, uh, I mean, this they, this would have changed world history yeah, actually. Yeah, it would have. Um I mean, we're talking massive what would this have even done f- for America? Would America even exist? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this this happened almost two hundred years before uh, America was before the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Yeah, um, but yeah, now now they they celebrate um, this in a completely backwards way. Right, but I. I have you read the complete Guy Fox poem? No, I haven't. The poem that was um I have it here. I mean you have you have the Remember Remember the Fifth of November. Yeah, I've got the rest of it here. I'm looking at it. Do you have the whole thing? Yeah. Do you want me to read the rest of it? If you want to, I've got it in front of me too. It's um 
it's pretty good. Okay. It's Random. it's gonna it's gonna trigger you if you're Roman Catholic though. Okay. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> because you know that's just my game. That's right. You got no problem with that's that. That's just that's just my game, as uh who what's his name says on Tombstone. Um Remember, remember the fifth of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Guy Fox and his companions did the scheme contrive to blow the king and parliament all up alive. Three score barrels laid below to prove old England's overthrow, but by God's providence, him they catch with a dark lantern, lightning, and match. A stick and a stake for King James's sake. If you won't give me one, I'll take two. The better for me and the worse for you. A rope, a rope to hang the Pope, a penorth of cheese to choke him, a pint of beer to wash it down, and a jolly good fire to burn him. Holla boys, holla boys, make the bells ring. Holla boys, holla boys, God save the king. Hip hop hooray. <laughs> what a wild poem. There is a little bit more. There's more. There, there's there's some there's some alternate verses. Okay. So there's different there's different versions. This one's I, from 1870. Okay. I came across this one. I'm not sure what what year this is, but it's certainly not modern. <laughs> Listen to this. This is this is the last stanza. A penny loaf to feed old Pope, a farthing cheese to choke him, a pint of beer to rinse it down, a faggot of sticks to burn him. Burn him in a tub of tar, burn him like a blazing star, burn his body from his head, then we'll say, old Pope is dead. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we're not so, we, we keep thinking like culture's getting more extreme. <laughs> it just changes. Maybe we're it's not. Just the, <laughs> it just takes on different forms. It just takes different forms. There's, like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. It's really not right. But uh, interesting. We're we're uh, talking about the gunpowder plot and these radical Roman Catholics trying to destroy the government. Mm-hmm. Seems like there's some similarities. Yeah, maybe we got a, just maybe we've got a professing Roman Catholic. We've got several professing Roman Catholics that really are uh, acting completely contrary to even the doctrines of the yeah. the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. All right. But don't forget, always remember the 5th of November. Remember, remember it. Remember, and God, remember. And God in his providence, he, he stopped this. And we can always, as uh, as Christians, we can always pray that God in his providence would stop mm-hmm. um the the plots of evil men and women even though we don't deserve it i heard something i don't know i i was looking it up i couldn't find a source but i i i someone on facebook they said they that uh rand paul was being interviewed um either tuesday or wednesday mm. and he said an immoral people get an immoral election. Dang. I wish I could find it. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that that is so accurate. Yes, yeah, right. Like the Everything that we're seeing, the situation we're in, we brought it upon ourselves. Yeah. We deserve it. <clears throat> yeah, we left. Uh, this is what happens when you throw truth off. 
Well, we throw we've thrown truth out the window. We're uh, we're postmodern we're postmodern society. We don't believe in truth. Right. People don't who who cares if like uh, like you actually think people that don't believe in truth are gonna are going to uh, count votes fairly, or that signing uh, sw- uh, having a sworn statement and that they sign it right? Or, like you think it means anything to people? We've that- got we've got a culture that celebrates dismembering babies. Yeah. And you think that they're above voter fraud? Right. You think they <laughs> you think, think they won't cheat? That's the that's the line that we're drawing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's too sacred. Yeah, that's right. The voting's too sacred. Vote look, th- there's plenty of information. We're not going to go through it on here, but just go online and do a little research on the amount of voter fraud that has been done around uh ballots. Yeah. It's insane, man. It's insane. And it's it's actually pretty easy to do, especially if uh, your state allows for ballot harvesting and people can pick it up. Mm-hmm. So the people pick it up from you. They'll like uh, take a steamer, open it, because the envelope uh, has a barcode, uh, I think, and so does the ballot. It has a barcode too, right? So foolproof. Well, then all they do, they leave your signature on it. They like uh, They have a sheet. That will, uh, um, it's just like the other one. Like it, th- we live, we live in twenty twenty. These things can be fake. Then they make a photocopy of it, but the photocopy of it's done perfectly. So the one they print out has your signature on it. And then they change the vote and they put it back in the ballot. And then they deliver it. Mm-hmm. And surprise, you vote for you voted for the other guy. Right. And that hap- That's that's documented to have happened. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, they. They knew this was coming. I would not be surprised if there were a warehouse of people changing these votes. Hmm. Now you're getting into the conspiracy theories. That's no conspiracy, that's man. A- <laughs> it's, it's happened. It's ha- it's happened before. You can look up uh, uh, stuff that's happened in Philadelphia yeah. already. Philadelphia is a known corrupt place. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but let's play a little game. Okay. All right. I'm gonna play a game. Sure. Okay. I posted this on my on my Facebooks. Let's play a game, George. I'm going to leave one word out of this of these couple sentences. I want you to guess the word that's left out and then tell me who said it. Okay? Okay. All right. Just keep in mind everything that's going on in the world today. Right. Okay, you ready? <laughs> sure. All right. The blank has subjected the country to the rule of the towns. Not enough info yet, maybe. Okay, keep that in your mind. The blank has subjected the country to the rule of the towns. More and more, the blank keeps doing away with with the scattered state of the population, of the means of production, and of property. It has agglomerated population, centralized means of production, and has concentrated property in a few hands. Who, let's just say, who does that sound like it's talking about today? I, if I, I mean, you're putting me on the spot here, but okay. if I were just to make a guess, I would say that the missing word would be maybe the government. Ooh, see, see, now we're getting, we're getting there. You're close. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not, you're not really close on the word. Okay. But I, I did but a little, this is a little game. Because this was actually written very long ago. Okay, I, I know I know who it sounds like. I know the kind of the buzzwords. I okay. know who it who it sounds because like. Because you've read it before, you know the means of production probably. R- is, right, is right, right. So, 
Who do you think wrote it? Well, it sounds like Marx. Okay. Right. So the, I don't know if I'm saying the word right. The, bur, the bourgeoisie. The bourgeoisie. Okay. The bourgeoisie okay. has subjected the country to the rule of towns. Okay. Change the word right. Democrat. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm okay. reading through, uh, you know, I'm reading through Communist Manifesto by Engels and Marx. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, it's so, it jumps out at you. So much that if you just tra- if you if you substitute the the word bourgeoisie um, and put in place Democrat everything everything lines up <laughs> perfectly. I you know I have a story. It's unreal, dude. I have a story, and since probably the majority of the people listening go to our church, and they know the story about how we merged mm-hmm. and how I was I was the pastor of. The, the church here in this building okay. before. I got a story that I just want to share with everyone. Just share it with us, George. I was here for, I don't even know, it, it probably was just maybe a couple of months. Decided to check out the church library. Okay, You got to check out the church library when you when you come to a new church because you don't know what heretical stuff oh, you're going to find, right? There were some doozies in there. Um, but I never, I never suspected <laughs> what I was going to find in the church library, in this building, I found the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> yeah. There was, I remember there when you told was, me about that. There was a Communist Manifesto on the shelf in the church library at Northwest Baptist Church yeah, yeah. When, I, when I first came as the pastor, which is weird because, I mean, it was filled with veterans who had right. served in the Vietnam War. Yeah. I, I don't know who, <laughs> I don't know who put it in there. Well, maybe maybe it was somebody like me who wants to know their enemy. Maybe that's the rule number one in warfare, right? Know your enemy. Yeah, uh, I had to. I remember when I was in the in the old army, I had to memorize every Russian vehicle, how many people it contained, though, and and the weapon systems that were on said vehicle. There were a lot. Yeah, know your enemy, George, so you mm-hmm. know how to fight. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading. The Communist Manifesto. Okay, I need to understand my enemy. Did you did you buy the Communist I Manifesto? Did. I did for three dollars hmm. and ninety nine cents. That's kind of interesting that you. I bought it. That you had to buy it. At, where'd you buy it from? Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I did. Where's that money going to? I don't know. It's. I don't know. It seems like Amazon is like the. The star of capitalism. Well, they probably they probably go straight to the Democrat headquarters. <laughs> That's where the money probably went after I bought that. So, um, but yeah, it's crazy if you just read through it. The um, yeah. and I was even thinking about this, like the the ideas and what he talks about. You know, he he's not he's a smart guy. He's could see patterns in history, and yeah. um, he's not stupid. Um, but what is interesting to me about our society is they don't see the same things happening in our country. Right. That the middle class man, mm-hmm. the proles, the proletariat. Right. Um, that's everyone in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. That's us. Look at your look at the electoral map. The red map. Yeah. That's the proles. Mm-hmm. The bourgeoisie. Yep. They live on the coast. They're the governmental elites. They're the Silicon Valley elites. They're the New York, uh, L.A. Seattle, they control everything. And what's 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 so crazy about it is we know the next step, right? And yeah. Marx's Marx's uh, ideas, right? The next step is what? What happens? Well, you're reading it. Why don't you tell me? Well, the next step is the proles rise up and they throw them off, right? 
That's because it, it, it's class. It's constant class struggle. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's like it's like they don't realize, right? Uh, they don't realize that uh, th- they've become the very thing that they they uh, <laughs> they claim to have hated, right? Right? Yeah, it's the whole thing is bizarre. <laughs> it's nuts. It's crazy. <clears throat> okay, so we were talking about voter fraud and um, this, <laughs> the fact that people are are acting so surprised that there might be. There might be, you know, sketchy stuff going on from people that um, think it's okay to to kill babies. Yeah. So I I did not know this. Mm. Obviously, we live in Oklahoma. We don't live in Colorado. But this morning, I was made aware of some state questions. Oh yeah. In Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, state question uh, one fourteen and state question one fifteen. All right, so let's. You ready to talk about this, Jay? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. What a mess. Uh, yes, yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> Golly. So, um, state question one fourteen. Mm-hmm. This is this is what the uh, this is what the proposition was. It was for the reintroduction of gray wolves. Yeah. Um, so they have, uh, according to this, um, I'm, I'm looking at the actual proposition. Um, uh, so historically wolves were an essential part of the wild habitat of Colorado, but were exterminated and have been functionally extinct for 75 years in the state. So they've just been, they've just been hunted out of, out of existence. In well, Colorado. The, well, they're not extinct. They're just not they're in Colorado. In Colorado. Right. Yeah. They they're they are on um they are listed as an endangered species. Yeah. Or or a threatened species. Yeah. Um so this this uh this proposition was for the reintroduction of gray wolves on designated lands west of the continental divide. Okay. All right. So they they want to reintroduce the gray wolf population into the the state in in certain areas, mm-hmm. they're not going to. They're not going to. Well, they don't them. stay. In, they don't stay in there when you get when they come. They, right, they kind of spread out. Right, but they're going to kind of control. Yeah, where they are. And if the population gets too big, trigger warning, they'll hunt them. Right. right. <laughs> um, and the reason for this is um, once restored, the Colorado gray wolves will help restore a critical balance in nature. Yeah. All right. Um, so this is state question one fourteen. And um, it it passed. Yeah, it passed. It passed. Um, it passed by a, a narrow margin. Uh, the yeses fifty fifty point three percent. The noes were forty nine point seven. So it, it just barely, just barely passed. But it passed. So they're gonna they're going to restore. It. They just needed straight majority. Um, so they're going to start reintroducing. Uh, gray wolves into Colorado, not a big deal, mm-hmm. right? We wouldn't be talking about this if that was the only state question. Right. Their state question uh, one fifteen. What's what was Proposition one fifteen about, Jay? Well, sadly, um, the uh, the state was all about that late term abortion. 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Proposition 115 was going to ban abortion after 22 weeks of pregnancy. So this right. is... Just to put it in perspective for people that listen that may not be aware, um, at 22 weeks now, because of medical technology, even if you're born that premature, <coughs> it's a very, very, very high possibility that you'll survive. Right. And we're talking 22 weeks. We're talking fully developed... Yes, baby mm-hmm. right i've seen a baby that was not quite that young but very very close and it's a tiny little baby human it's a tiny human right. maybe like even smaller than your hand but right still there yeah there's no question right um so this uh, not that it should matter anyway but <laughs> right so this would have banned abortions after 22 weeks mm-hmm. how do you think that fared i know how it fared I already know because they're they've gone, the state's gone totally liberal. So I already know how it fared. The ban on late term abortions, this this bill, it failed fifty nine point three eight percent to forty point six two percent. So they will have abort. They will have late term abortions. They'll have late term abortions, right? Um, so they're going to restore gray wolves to Colorado mm-hmm. to um, balance nature. Yeah, but they are going to tear babies apart in the womb. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, and we shouldn't be surprised by this. I mean, this is, we've been seeing this in Virginia, New York, um, just last year, the, what, the the Empire State Building was. Yeah, they they celebrated. Was lit up. They they lit up, yep. To to celebrate celebrate. Mm -hmm. um, these late-term abortions. Uh, The governor of Virginia was talking about even killing babies after they were born like yeah. delivering the baby and then having a discussion i think that was, <laughs> yeah, that right, was right, right. having a discussion on what to do like, mm-hmm. this is wicked stuff so we shouldn't be surprised but i bring this up um not so much to highlight the wickedness of of um you know colorado and doing this but the mindset behind this yeah all right so i want to i want to read um a little bit of an article from the Colorado Sun that I, I came across that was talking about this. Okay. So it says Proposition 115 asks voters to ban abortions after 22 weeks of gestation, the stage at which proponents argue that a fetus could survive outside the womb. With the death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, an abortion rights proponent, voters now will decide whether to restrict access in Colorado against the backdrop of the looming possibility that the U.S. Supreme Court could strike down Roe v. Wade, which in 1973 protected abortion as a constitutional right. So with the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and um, you know all the Trump appointees, mm-hmm. now they're scrambling. They're, they're afraid that Roe versus Wade is yeah. going to be overturned, which we'll, we can talk about that in just a second. Let me, let me finish this, and then I'll <laughs> give my thoughts on that. says that uh, the campaign against the November ballot initiative said it was flooded with volunteers after Ginsburg's death, tripling the number of helpers to text and make phone calls in one week. The group also said it brought in the highest amount of donations in a 48-hour period. Mm. Even if Roe falls, states still could enact their own laws on abortion. Yeah. 
If Roe stands and Proposition 115 passes, abortion rights groups in Colorado say they would attempt to challenge the measure as a violation of the constitutional rights afforded under Roe. This is what the communications director for the Vote No on 115 campaign said. She said, quote, this is a wake-up call for Colorado voters. Without the federal court and the Supreme Court there to strike the ban down, we don't have a last line of defense. So here's what I think. And I, I think that if you are pro-life and if you're listening to this, I have to imagine that you're pro-life because if you're not, you're probably just triggered all the time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk about um, all these new Supreme Court justices. Now Roe versus Wade yeah. is in danger of being overturned. Mm-hmm. I still think that that's fantasy land yeah um we've there's been there's been a conservative majority before yeah that it was a conservative majority Mm -hmm. that that brought roe versus wade into effect in the first place but there's been there's been other challenges to roe versus wade to a conservative majority and they still have upheld roe versus wade i'm i'm not going to you know have any hope that Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned just because there's this new justice who is pro-life. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think that if you're pro-life, you need to understand what what they're saying here, mm-hmm. why they're why they're scrambling to get stuff like this on their books. Yeah, is because they know that even if Roe versus Wade is overturned, and the Supreme Court of the nation says that it's unconstitutional, the states can still affirm their state's rights. And if they have these laws on the books, abortion is still legal. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Abort, uh, uh, it, it just all that will happen if Rose overturn is it goes back to the states. So they're re, they're asserting their state rights, which right. is what we try, what what Oklahoma wanted to do, remember? Mm-hmm. And if you're listening, you may not even be up on this big battle. Remember that? George, mm-hmm. um, what what was the the name? They've changed. The, is it still is it still the same number next year? I think it's SB thirteen. Okay, again, I didn't know if they I were gonna think. rewrite and change SB thirteen. Yeah, um, it got it got done pretty shady. Yeah, by the well, the bill wasn't shady. What was done to the people uh, who supported the bill was pretty shady. Yeah, even like even like us when we came out and supported that bill mm-hmm. um, against the machine of the BGC, BGCO, our video did some damage. Yeah. Because uh, it was viewed so widely, right. it was surprised. It, it kind of went a little bit viral in Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, group. It was us and some of our buddies, Dusty and Billy and Josh, and um, it woke people up mm-hmm. because you had the BGCO coming out against this. This bill would uh, abolish abortion in Oklahoma, assert, assert state rights. Like what they were trying to do in Colorado is trying to make Oklahoma do it, but in the reverse, but right. say no, no, no abortion at all. Period. Yeah, and there were. And they and they man they came out and even the BGCO got involved and they were doing a little slander. No, I don't know if their slander was on purpose or out of ignorance, but they're saying like, there's no provisions for the uh, the life of the mother, the life of the mother, and there's all that in there. And and one of their main their main arguments was that SB 13 would strike down all the all the pro life bills right. that the BGCO has been supporting for. I don't even know. Right, uh, probably thirty or forty years. Um, but what they don't understand is that 
you have to annul all of these laws. Right. Because if, what these pro-life laws do is they don't make abortions illegal. They just make it, they just restrict when you can and yeah. how you can do it. Right. And so if Roe versus Wade were overturned today, yeah. abortion would still be legal in Oklahoma. in Oklahoma. And they would have to, they'd have to strike and down all of those strike laws. strike them all down. Yeah. And make it, and treat abortion like murder. Right. And, and it's already on the books. The, the definition of murder is already the taking of, of a life, and life is already defined in the U.S. or in the Oklahoma Constitution as from conception to That's natural right. death. It's already there, and then you have, these, you have these exceptions for abortion that completely contradict the established definitions of murder mm. and life in the Oklahoma Constitution. Yeah. All of these pro-life laws— "Quote unquote pro life laws, they need to be gotten rid of, and just go back to the already stated definitions of life from conception and murder as the taking of life, and yeah. and just just equally equally enforce the murder laws yeah. to include babies in the womb." Yeah, you know, as Christians, we ought, our worldview ought to be shaped by the Bible, not by the culture. I've got a great example of this. Like we ought to, we ought to see murder as murder, and um, and 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 be treated equally under the law. Right? We're saying, hey, uh, babies in the womb deserve equal protection under the law, mm-hmm. even from their own mother. Right. Um, so Lecrae, here's a perfect example of that. Did you see Lecrae's insane tweet that he put out? <laughs> yeah. Lecrae put, puts out this insane tweet and it's all about, hey, you know, you guys are all anti-abortion, but why can't you be for like, uh, you know, economic equality and, <laughs> you know, caring for the mothers and opportunity for moms and right. resources for them. You guys don't care about anything about this. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, um, People that commit murder do it because they have murder in their heart. Right. Did you forget about that? Right. Like people don't, moms don't kill their babies because they don't have enough stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you think so, I'd encourage you, if you're a listener, just to go to, there's abortion clinics you can go to in Oklahoma. If you're not, if you feel maybe I'm not bold enough to talk to these people, just go observe it. It's going to rock your world because you know what you're going to see? You're going to see women pulling up in Mercedes Benzes getting out, being escorted in by their husbands and then, and then stumbling out after they've had an abortion, getting back into their Mercedes and driving back home to their $250,000 house. Um, Women who murder their babies do it because they have murder in their heart. Yeah, I was having this discussion. You know, I I um I tutor some homeschool kids once a week and we were having a discussion about abortion and you can see just how how inundated they are with this idea that there just needs to be more education, there needs to be more opportunities, there needs to be, you know, more access to healthcare because there there were some of these and this is a christian homeschooling cult. Mm-hmm. like these are christian families and and kids that are raised in church and they're they're still saying well you know i, I think if there was more education that people wouldn't do this if there was more you know healthcare people wouldn't do this and the the straight up reason why people have abortions is because babies are inconvenient baby yeah yeah and you don't want to be inconvenienced it doesn't matter if you have a billion dollars. If you don't want to be inconvenienced by a baby, go kill it. Yeah, that's exactly what our culture does. Kids are inconvenient. 
I mean, I, I they'll run your they'll, <laughs> they'll run your chance at education. Uh huh. Like they'll mess that up for you if you want to go to college. It's ruined. That's a lie, by the way. Mm-hmm, we right. have women in our church that prove that to be an absolute lie. Yeah. Um, it'll ruin your career. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure my wife uh, totally thrashes that to pieces. <laughs> Right, she's a a business minded lady. We had a baby like right away. People are like, you 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 guys should wait a few years to have a baby. Enjoy yourselves, and we yeah. and you know we get after it and have a baby. Yeah. And of course, he was inconvenient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and we didn't have much money. Like yeah. we didn't have money back then. Like we 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 the way we lived back then when we had a baby was like if you had a flat tire, like ha, like how are we going to to live? A flat tire could cripple us. Yeah. That's how we lived back then. We had a baby, and we survived. Yeah. And, and it was a blessing. But even if you have all the stuff, babies are, I mean, kids are just inconvenient. You can't you can't go out like you used to. You can't, you know, they, they wake you up in the middle of the night. They yeah. get sick. They, they take all they, your time. They, they poop. They throw up. Like, they're inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, they take up your time. You have to, you have to. You, you can't you can't be all about yourself. You have to and pour your really life, and that's and that's the reason why that the world, is the heart of it. Yeah, that's the that's heart why of it. People kill it, babies. The heart of it is self love. Yeah. Um. Well, there are some there are some women. I do believe this. Um, they're abused. Right. Uh, you can see men who domineer over them. Mm. Uh, they're making them kill their babies. Yeah. Um. So that's why these type th- those type of issues would be handled under our current laws. Yeah. Just like if you were forced by another person, right? Uh, manipulated into it and forced to kill another human, yeah. you wouldn't be charged with uh, under the same like degrees yeah. uh, of felony. Yeah. Right. Well, There'd well, be well, other circumstances. Right. And that was all built into that was all in SB thirteen and SB thirteen. All of yeah. it. Yeah, it was all there. The law. The laws. Are already on the books. You just have all these pro-life laws that make exceptions to the laws that are there. You, yeah. you have, you have in the Oklahoma Constitution, you have contradictory laws. I like how you brought up the worldview, the, uh, and it, it always gets back to how our minds should be shaped. Mm-hmm. All right, I got, I got something wild for you. Okay, uh, talking about worldview. This is, this is out of Oklahoma. And buddy, let me tell you something. When Oklahoma does something, it does it. <laughs> All right. Oklahoma. Wait, wait. I'll just tell you. I want you to guess the party afterward, okay? <laughs> and you you're listening, you can you can guess the party too. George, you can guess. In Oklahoma Tuesday, Oklahoma will make history as the first Muslim in Oklahoma legislature and the first non-binary legislature in America. Legislator in America. Progressive community organizer Marie Turner won her race in House District 88 and will be and will break barriers. Break them down, George. In Oklahoma <laughs> State House. Asked about her victory, Turner 27 said, It was hard to describe what she was feeling. For me, this means a lot, she said. I've lived my whole life in the margins. First Muslim non-binary. George, is that... Should we George, just guess? We, guess a guess a party. Oh well, I I can't imagine Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it, it is it the is it the party that supports um, mutilating yeah, children maybe, and maybe. Rip, ripping them apart in the womb and? Yeah, it's the Romans one party. Yeah. Surprise! Right. It's the Romans one party. Right. 
again should we just put quotes around everything that is in that in that headline yeah i, I just want to tell unquote can, muslim yeah 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 i just want to <laughs> tell you if you're a listener people from our church we've been to the middle east a lot of us have been to the middle east um this person is not a muslim <laughs> that's right if you put this if you yeah. if you just airdropped this this person this non-binary person into any muslim country on the planet dead within 30 minutes Right. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed dead in 30 minutes. You know why? Because she's not a Muslim. Right. I don't care what she says. Right? It's like a person saying they're a Christian and denying that Jesus Christ is uh, who he is. Mm-hmm. That, that They say, oh, Jesus is just a man. There's no trinity. And you know what? Um, I'm also a transgender, and I have and I have 15 wives. The, and, yeah, right. <laughs> and we'd be like, uh, maybe you're not a Christian. Yeah. This lady's not a Muslim. Um, this... This, you know, quote unquote Muslim would be the same as like a PCUSA transgender, uh, you know, Moloch priestess. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you, you don't hold to anything that, that you say that. You do not follow the Quran. Yeah. You're not, you're not a Muslim. And surprise, you're not non binary. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, surprise! You're not non-binary either. Where? Oh, we're using our make-believe names now. That's right. I'm Spider-Man. Just, but you gotta, you gotta follow the science, Jay. Yeah, follow the science. <laughs> where is this? Where is this person? Where, where were they? Where were they running? Man, I don't know. Is this? Don't make me do more. Work. It's not Tulsa, is it? It's got. Please it's, don't be Tulsa, <laughs> dude. It's, it's got you. You already know it's either Tulsa or Oklahoma City. Yeah, you already or know Norman. That. It could be. Could be Norman. probably is Norman. Norman is a is a dumpster fire. That's what Norman is. Um, let me. Uh, this isn't. A, this isn't a huge story, but just going along with this non-binary stuff, I got to read you just a little bit from a National Geographic story that I ran across yesterday. Okay. This. Uh, <clears throat> this is published. Yesterday, National Geographic. What do you think of when you think of National Geographic? Snow leopards. I just said the first. <laughs> I just said the first thing that came to my mind. Snow leopards. Shark Week. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> science, right? Okay. Like science research. Like they're <laughs> growing up. National Geographic. They were highly respected. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, so the, the title of this article is Prehistoric Female Hunter Discovery Upends Gender Role Assumptions. And what this is, it's it the story itself is not incredibly mind-blowing or anything. This is it's um it's talking about a team of researchers in 2018 who were in the Andes Mountains in Peru. Mm-hmm. And they they came across a a burial site um from 9,000 years ago. Oh, was it a, was it a giant uh, baby cemetery? Because they used to sacrifice well, their children there too. It was not that. It, oh, okay. This was a human adult, um, and along with the bones, they found a kit of stone tools that an ancient hunter would need. Um, but what they found out is that it looked like, just studying the bones, that this uh, was probably a female. Could have been a, a beta male Democrat, <laughs> except they were hunting. they were hunting for magic mushrooms probably um so (laughs) um 
so anyway, the whole story is about challenging these assumptions that um, men were the hunters and women were the gatherers. Okay. Um, all based upon what they find at this burial site. Uh-huh. Like they're just assuming that, I mean, there's a whole, a whole lot of assumptions that are going into this, but anyway, the story is not, is not what I wanted to point out. There's, there's a paragraph embedded in here that I really wanted to read for you, Jay. Okay. Hit me with it. So this is all about how the bones suggest the physiology of a biological woman. Importantly, this is, uh, this is from National Geographic, all right? Okay. Quote, importantly, the team cannot know the individual's gender identity, but rather only biological sex, <laughs> in parentheses they put, which, like gender, does not always exist on a binary. In other words, they can't say whether the individual lived their, their life 9,000 years ago in a way that would identify them within their society as a woman. Okay. Okay. All right, so here's National Geographic. Like they're right. highly respected for their research, their mm-hmm. scientific research. Mm-hmm. And here they are. They're they're just they just completely bought into the to this this woke nonsense yeah. that gender is fluid, it's yeah. non binary. You don't mm-hmm. hey, we can't even say nine thousand years ago if this person identified as a woman or not. Right. Yeah. Could have identified as a man and went out hunting. Yeah. What you call this is historical revisionism. Right. And of course, it's key. It's a key element to the, to the uh, what is the word? The Geitfeist, right? The Geitfeist, the spirit of the age. Are you saying Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist. Did you just completely I butcher just, that? I did. <laughs> that word. I totally did. Geitfeist. What's Geitfeist? I have no idea. I was just sitting Hopefully. here. I was like, all right, I'll, I just, said, I'll just go along with him. <laughs> Zeitgeist. I just said a. I just said a German cuss word. I'm sorry. <laughs> Zeitgeist yeah. is the spirit of the age. It's the sp- a, it's the worldview. Yeah, right? it's the worldview of a particular time in history. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and instead of having a centralized power that's like making everybody engage in historical revisionism, um, it's just the it's it, people have been thoroughly indoctrinated with this way of looking at the world, and they're doing it willingly. Mm-hmm. Right. So you probably they probably would read the Bible and like Deborah, oh Deborah of the Bible. She's probably non-binary. That's right. And there's she's... a good chance she was a lesbian. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's... that's that's how liberals read the Bible. Definitely. Oh yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Too easy. Mm-hmm. Too easy to get in that crazy mindset. Yeah, you can. Uh, once you, I mean, and this is, it's everywhere now. Like the reason we're we're pointing this out is not just because it's ridiculous, right. but just to show you how saturated the culture is mm-hmm. with this this yeah. worldview um just a few years ago this would have been just absolute nonsense it have been laughed away. Uh, this, is, laughed this wouldn't have been accepted by the scientific community mm-hmm. five years ago That's 10 right. years ago but now it's everywhere and so you've got national geographic <laughs> That's that's, right. that studies this kind of stuff they study the fact that there is there's male and female and yet mm-hmm. they've they they just completely buy into all of this, and um, you you just have to be on your guard. You have to you have to be watching for this. You you cannot, and and not just for parents, but for their children. You have to watch what what your children are are hearing, what they're reading, what they're learning about, what they're being taught, because the stuff is just being slipped in as if it's just it's just assumed. 
Mm-hmm. It's just assumed this is this is truth. This is these are the facts, and um, if you disagree with it, then you're against. You're yeah. the weird one. You're against science. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're the That's pariah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're the outcast of society now. If you don't buy into this stuff, that that culture as a whole, whole would have <clears throat> said this is this is dumb. Just a decade ago. That's right. Um, so you you have to be on your guard. You have to be watchful for this. All right. We'll probably shut this thing down here in a minute, but let me let me just throw out to you what I've been I've been just trying to observe, to look at what's going on the uh, you know the election. Watch Biden. Listen to Biden. Look at Biden from a year ago. Look at Biden from a few years ago. And I'll, man, I'm gonna tell you, he has deteriorated so quickly. I mean, it, it's crazy. Just look at one year. Um, he's slurring his speech. Like I watched, I watched uh, State of Play at election night. Saw him come out, give his little, "Hey, we got to wait." You know, patience is a virtue mm-hmm. thing. And he was slurring his speech bad, and he sounds like someone who has also probably had a stroke. Mm. Um, everything's different, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's had a stroke. He's got dementia, but I begin just to think more about it. Right, the um, power is the god of this age. Right, 1984, power is God. Power is God. It's of, of this age. Yeah. And so a a culture that does not respect life at the beginning, this is what I was just struck by with this thought, a culture that does not value life in the image of God at the beginning, at the very beginning, and is totally fine with uh, killing babies in the womb, we ought not be surprised when uh, elderly people are not respected. He's an elderly person, right? Um, and what they're doing to him is not—it's—it's—he's uh, being stripped of his dignity right before our eyes. Yeah. Um, now, of course, he's going along with it because I'm sure this was a dream of his for the past 47 years. But um, we all know, everyone knows, he will not finish if he wins. He's not going to be the president. I don't know how long he'll last. Maybe a year, but no more than that. Um, we all know what's going on here, and it's abusive. Mm-hmm. It really—it's really abusive. Yeah. Um, but we shouldn't be surprised by that, right? We, you know, it goes, and you just you can just segue off of that. What's clear, I think, abuse of of Biden and his wife's just <laughs> right there going along with it. Yeah. To what's going on to uh, our elderly people around the nation? Um, they're they've become prisoners mm. because of this virus. Right. No one cares about them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're locked up. They're paying for their own prison, right? You're paying. F- for having to have someone lock your parent up and you can't go see them for like, what are we in? Like, what month is this? Like nine, we're like nine months into this or 10. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so they haven't seen anybody for 10 months and they're deteriorating. They're dying at a rapid rate, but oh, they're protected, you know? Right. We, we, we say it's for their, their care, Uh but um, there's worse things than dying from a virus. Right. And I just thought of that. I just thought about. I just thought about Biden, and yeah. um, again, you know, he's willing. He's like a willing victim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's being used, and he's. I'm sure he's okay with being used as long as he can achieve that goal of yeah. becoming president. But right. it's it's just <clears throat> to see him to to let it and to think. Just think, people are okay with it, right? Like oh, er- yeah. everybody on the left that vote is voting for him, uh-huh. everyone knows what they're doing to him. Yeah, 
and they're just going <laughs> and they're just going right along. You have with to it. you have to willfully be blind to to ignore his many missteps, and just the just those clips from a couple of weeks ago where he, he just you don't even know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, his words are so slurred together that you have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. I, I've even listened to him slowed down, and, and you cannot right. decipher what he's saying. And that's the reason why for the past seven months they've kept him locked away, mm-hmm. and they didn't want people to see the, the deterioration. Yeah. Um, so if he wins, you know, it's it's going to be a short-lived victory for him, and it's going to be uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I was, where do we go from here? Um, I just keep coming back to Jeremiah 29. Mm. Um, Jeremiah 29, 7. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. Yeah. I can just keep praying. Keep praying for our nation. Keep praying for this election. Um, God and his providence can, <clears throat> he'll, he'll do whatever he wills. Um, yeah, and that's pray, the thing. Pray, you know, for, pray for peace. When you believe um, God sets up kings, he takes he takes kings down. He, you know, everything. There's God is providentially in control of history, okay. and um, we ought, we don't need to worry about that, right? Right. If if your if your party if you were all about Trump and you thought he was like, hey, we got four more years, it's going to protect us. You know, it's just it's just. St- Holding off the inevitable. We've mm-hmm. talked about the trajectory of the culture where it's going. It's holding off the inevitable. Um, if God doesn't send revival, we'll continue in this downward spiral of Romans 1 until we end up uh, where God totally judges this nation. Right. And we're, no here, we're not here anymore. Yeah. Like, we can't survive. We can't survive if God gives us over to judgment. Yeah. No nation can. When God sets his face against a nation, they're done. Um, so... And, you know, I, unfortunately, I think it seems to be the trajectory that we're on, but our hope is it isn't in this nation. It shouldn't be. Right. Um, we, we're we part of a, a of a different world altogether. Yeah. Christ, Christ is the first. He's the firstborn of this new creation. Yeah. But if anyone is in Christ, uh, the, the literal Greek is, if anyone is in Christ, new creation. Right. You are part of the new creation now. Yeah. Your, your, your citizenry is in heaven. We're here as exiles, and um, we need to remember, you can still live, uh, fulfill your main goal in life, if it's to to live for the glory of God, to make Christ known, uh, you can do that anywhere. Right. Yeah, we're exiles. Mm -hmm. We're strangers and exiles in this world. Mm -hmm. Jay, I've been holding on to this Luther quote for weeks. Oh, we forgot. It Reformation Day was was on Saturday. Okay, George. Drop it on us, Ref, man. Ref, you may regret those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> those words. I I yeah, I I'm pretty sure I Refor- know Reformation gonna... Day was on Saturday. It was. 503 years ago, Martin Luther, he nailed his 95 <laughs> theses to the the castle door at Wittenberg in Germany. Sparked the Protestant Reformation. Yeah. We've talked about Luther. We had we had an episode where we talked about him and gave some quotes. Mm-hmm. I've been holding on to this quote though, Jay. Okay, and I know that if you don't like this kind of of humor, you might just want to turn off the yeah <laughs> the podcast now. If uh, you know Luther, he was spicy. He was, you know, and he just spoke his mind. Yeah, he did. And uh, <laughs> love him or hate him, 
the guy just he just said what what he what he was Luther what he was feeling. Luther would be uh, blogged against by uh, those over at Nine Marks and the Gospel Coalition. <laughs> Probably they'd be like, yeah. this stuff is no place in the Christian church." Yeah. You know, you know it, George. Oh, you yeah. already know oh, it. Oh, absolutely. I know. I even know the authors who would write. Oh, yeah. That they would be writing blogs. We need to be kind to one another. Yeah. You know, we need to learn how to get along with those that we disagree with. Yeah. Uh, Luther just wouldn't have gone along with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, when the whole world is out to kill you, right? Right. You're the you're the guy standing yeah. against the superpower of the world. Right. It might tend to make you a little brash. Yeah. Uh, but I've been I've been holding on to this quote. I haven't shared it with you uh, up till now because oh. it, it's just the it's just the finale. It's Is this fin- one I don't know about yet? Oh yeah, well, I shared it with you, but I haven't shared it on on the podcast. Okay, yet. I think I know the one you've picked. Okay, all right. Well, this is this is um, this is Luther at the end of his life. Uh, he's 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 tired. Mm-hmm. His work <laughs> is done. Yeah. Right. Um, he he dies a couple of years after he says this, I guess. Um, he he just saw that, you know, everything he'd been through. But the the society, the culture, it it was degenerating just in his time. Mm-hmm. I, um, it, he said that uh, in in fifteen forty five, it, it this article that I'm looking at it said that that Wittenberg, where he where he's living, had become for him like Sodom, mm. like. Uh, the Italian Renaissance fashion and women were wearing dresses that revealed more of their body. Um, dances had become immoral. Like the, I mean, we're talking about the 1500s, mm-hmm. right? But this stuff would have been scandalous. And uh, so Luther talking to his wife, Kate, uh, a few years before his death, he gave us this, this gym and uh, you can just, meditate upon this the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I am fed up with the world and it is fed up with me. I am like a ripe stool and the world is like a gigantic anus. And so we're about (laughs) to let go of each other. (laughs) Oh, oh, man. Oh, he's... He's got a he's got a knack for being very colorful. Let's say that <laughs> he for, paints a picture. He does. That you sure probably does. don't want. <laughs> he just told a whole story in a yeah. few sentences. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, but going back <laughs> to this idea of everything that's going on in our world, everything that's going on in our culture, we're we are exiles in try this to, world. Try to tie right? it in, George. We go, go we're, ahead. We're exiles in this world. This is not our home, and. Uh, one of these days, we're just going to let go of each other. <laughs> all, right. all right. That's all I can take, man. That's it. That's it. We got to shut it down. Oh, man. George, bring us home. All right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> if this, uh, if this uh, ended on a... <laughs> A weird note for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. But uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this has been um, helpful for you as we've looked at a variety of different issues. Um, Talking about the election and and the government and different state questions and and just everything that's going on. But hopefully we help you to understand how to view these things from a biblical worldview. And as always, we hope that you will uh, share, like, subscribe. 
and, and we hope that as you listen to this, that uh, this podcast helps you to become more and more conformed to Christ.